0: Michael, this is all very confusing.
1: This is On Markets with Remy Tino and Mike, the podcast where we decrypt and demystify economic, financial, and other investing concepts. Today, we're going to talk about retirement, how it came about, what the perception of retirement is today, and where it's headed. If you have any questions, comments, or would like us to discuss something on the show, please email us at comments at onmarkets.com. Also, if you like the show, don't forget to hit the follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast platform you prefer so mike you talk to people every day about retirement why don't you uh kick off this conversation
0: yeah so you know i think probably our listeners know that the, that the three of us are partners in a uh, uh in a wealth management firm and, and we didn't start the firm it was we acquired a controlling interest in it about a year and a half ago but the firm was built as a retirement planning and although the three of us have spent most of our careers in financial services in one way or another you know, I don't know that any of us really dealt directly with clients before, right? We were all sort of either in the wholesale business or, Tina was in the portfolio management business or, you know, it strikes me a little bit differently now that I'm actually dealing with clients one-on-one and the topic for them tends to be retirement. And something happened to me the other day that, that made me really start to think about the concept of retirement in general. I ran into somebody and we we're talking about uh, some people that we knew in common. And I found out that really three of my closest friends in high school have retired already. I'm 62 years old and three of my closest friends in high school have lost touch with have retired. And it struck me odd because it, it just it doesn't seem like something. It's certainly not something I'm ready to do. But I really started thinking about why it hit me that way. Like, what's my real impression of retirement? And, you know, it sort of led me down the road of thinking, you know, where did retirement come from? And what did different people think about retirement? So I I did a little digging around. I did a little little reading and so forth. And And I think that prior to social security, you know, retirement, as we know, it really didn't exist. I mean, people stopped working and so forth. There were pensions and things like that. But I think Social Security really was what created the perception of retirement that, that I grew up with. And, you know, Social Security, it wasn't around before the, I think the 1930s, 1936, or is that right, Tino, do you know?
2: I think it's somewhere in there. I don't know the exact
0: year. If you think about it, people that were born in the 20s and 30s um, were really the first generation to you know, work their careers and retire and collect Social Security with the idea that they're literally going to sort of check out and stop working. And this whole industry grew around that retirement communities. And I think the idea in, in retirement got sold to people. And so that clearly is the impression of retirement that I grew up with. And it's, it's what I think about. But now that I'm close to it, it seems very odd to me. It's not something that I sort of aspire to do. I don't want to stop working and play golf all day or whatever it is that people think that they want to do when they retire. So I was wondering, you know, what is what does that mean to you guys? I mean, you're younger than I am. You know, you guys are, are the next generation down. When you guys think of retirement, what does it mean to you?
1: I actually have thought about this. And I think that I don't want to say I have a unique perspective, but I would be willing to bet that my perspective on it is a little bit different than other people my age. I'm 42, almost 43. And for the listeners that don't know prior to our current business, Mike and I had um, a a separate business that we ran for about 10 years and we um, ultimately got acquired. And after that happened, we had a couple of years in between what was going on then and, and this current business. And during that time, I chose not to work. I chose to try to, I guess, enjoy life a little bit more than than I had been, if that was possible, because I was enjoying life quite a bit before that. And my my girlfriend and I, girlfriend at the time, and I decided to take a trip around the world for uh, about eight or nine months. It started out fantastic, and, and it was a great trip. I shouldn't say sorry. It, the entire trip was fantastic. But after a few months, it starts to get old, and it's not the traveling that was getting old. It was the fact that i didn't have anything to do we would get to a new place it was great for a few days and you know you go out and you explore and you see whatever it is that you went there to see and you you know have drinks at the local bars and coffee shops and whatever it is that you're doing at a new place but you know after about a week or maybe not even a week you know you start to sort of settle into whatever your daily routine is and for me it was nothing. I didn't have a daily routine. I found myself looking for something to do and getting very restless. And, and over time, that started for me, started to weigh on me. And I actually at that time started to think about, is this what retired life is like? Because if it is, I'm not looking forward to it at all. It's it's I need something to do.
0: Yeah, no, I, you know, I had a a similar experience, right? I took a year, about 18 months off and, and I enjoyed it. I I really did. You know, my wife and I did some, some traveling and and we enjoyed each other's company. We did things we had never done before and I really liked it. But six, eight months in, we started looking at each other saying, well, what are we going to do? when we're sort of done doing nothing, you really do need a sense of purpose, right? You need, you need to have some sort of sense of accomplishment. It's interesting. I just, I wonder if people really do think about that. Uh, One of the things that I came across preparing for this, this episode was, uh, There's I had never seen this before, but there's the stages of retirement. Have you guys seen this? Like the stages of grief? No. (laughs) No. And it's and I don't remember what they are, but it's similar to like the stages of grief. It's like people, you know, they're they're elated when they retire. And then, you know, the reality of doing nothing sort of sinks in and people handle it in all different ways. But you know, we're so focused on get to the point where we can do
1: nothing. And doing nothing, I don't think is all that great. Well, I can tell you the two things that I took away from that experience. One, when i do get to the point where i quote unquote retire i know that i need to have a lot of money Um, (laughs) right And, and, and the reason that i say that is not necessarily because i wanted to live extravagantly or i want to do things that for fun that cost a ton of money but what i found is that i really wanted to get involved with different startups or different businesses just things that i found interesting that i thought that i might want to pursue but it costs money and while we had enough not to worry about paying bills for a couple of years i didn't have enough that i felt like if i invest x amount of money into some startup more than likely you know i'm probably going to lose it can i afford to lose it and i, and I didn't feel that i could afford to lose it so that was my first takeaway is is i feel like you need a tremendous amount of money my second was that and and this might have been unique to to this particular experience i don't know maybe it's not is that None of my friends, obviously, were in the same situation that I was in. So while I found myself with the freedom to do whatever I want, everybody I knew and all of my friends still had to go to work every day and, and, you know, live their normal day-to-day life. So I didn't have anybody to spend the time with. I didn't have anybody to do anything with. You know, I just found myself sort of wanting to do stuff. But if I'm going to do it, I have to do it by myself. And I'm not sure if maybe that's a little bit different when you're retiring at age 65 or 67, because maybe your peers are also retired and they have more time, and maybe there's there's at least something more to do at that point.
0: Well, as we started, we know my peers are retired, which is weird. (laughs)
1: Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, what do you think? Look, I think that uh, the
2: concept of retirement is something that has absolutely no appeal to me right now. That might change, but you know, also got to think about the makeup of what what we're doing today, you know, uh, Mike and Remy and I, we don't like, build houses. We don't do manual labor. I mean, that was the, the generations of past were, were, that were doing manufacturing. They partly retired because their bodies had to. You couldn't continue to do, to do that type of labor. Whereas you know, I mean, I read all day. I, I look at stock charts. I, I try to figure out where investments are and how to make clients money. And then I like to go on, you know, talk about markets, all that fun stuff. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily require me to stay in the gym. Uh, so to stop working I, the, the boredom factor. And I, I've, I've I haven't really stopped working for more than a couple of months at a time, but the boredom factor to me would be um, a little scary. You know, Mike, you probably know more people than I do, but when we, when we talk to our clients and the ones that have retired and they don't have anything to do, I don't want to say they, their, the brain stop working, but you know, it's a muscle, right? If you don't use it, it, it kind of goes away.
0: They get old quick. I think is what you're trying not yeah, to say, it. but that is, that is what you see. They do. They get old quick. I just don't know that people really think it through, right? When you say to people, you know, what do you want? Oh, I'm going to sit on a beach and drink margaritas. Yeah, really? That's going to get old really fast. 72 hours You can do it for a month.
1: Nah, you can do it for a month. Trust (laughs) me. No, I I lose my mind on a beach. Uh, Yeah, uh, I I did it for a month and I was loving every second of it. But yeah, it does get old. God, I try to drown myself. Yeah, in margaritas. (sighs)
0: <sighs> it, it led me to sort of start thinking about the business too. And, and that, that we sort of play into that idea of retirement, right? We, we use retirement in our conversation all the time. And I, I sometimes feel like we should call it something different. I don't know what that would be, but you know, if you're in a job that you, or you know been working for a company for a long time and you'd like to quit and maybe do something that's more desirable, I get that, but just to retire and do nothing.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. So to add on to what Tina was saying, how much of retirement is changing due to the fact that The generation of people that are beginning to retire right now are significantly more educated than the groups that that were retiring 30 years ago. Their jobs were probably desk jobs versus factory jobs. So how much of the change in retirement or the change in how people perceive retirement is just going to be their ability to do things that physically do things that generations past were not able to do? I mean, I remember being a kid, and and I'm sure part of this is just because you're a kid. But somebody who was 70 when i was a kid was like old sometimes walking with canes and white hair and didn't move much you know they were like like old people and now you look at somebody that's 70 and you know they're active you know as a 70 year old is yeah, in the gym lifting weights right it, it's not yeah. the same same thing anymore so how much of it is going to change just by default because the people that are retiring are just more capable of doing things
2: uh, yeah well, look, you know, if you think about the demographics of a retiree today, to your point, Remy, I mean they 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 feel like they're younger, but in many ways they they are on a relative basis. I mean, look, we're all we're living longer, we're not smoking, we're not drinking like we used to. We're eating healthier, we're exercising more. All that stuff is extending. Quote unquote retirement for most people. And uh, you look at not just their job, but they, they also, I hate to say it, a lot of people don't have a choice. You know, even if you want to retire and sit on the beach, the fact is the pensions are, for all intents and purposes, gone or mostly gone at this point. And you look at 10, 15 years ago, you could have a a, a portfolio of bonds and cash and and uh, some, maybe some corporate bonds in there with, with your treasuries and you're earning you know, six, eight, 10% a year. I mean, you could pay your bills. I mean, you could. Th- theoretically retire if you wanted to today, that's a little bit harder. So Remy, you're right. You need a lot of more money to retire because the the idea of retirement or the ability to retire on your own is done. I mean, I always say the days of easy retirement are over and it, it really does feel like that. And if you think about going forward, is this going to get harder or easier for retirees? What I'm seeing right now, it's going to get much more difficult. So... It's, you always think about the ability and willingness to do something. Can people work longer? Yes, you're right. They're more educated. Uh, they tend to work in jobs that are less uh, physically strenuous, but the willingness side, I hate to say it, some are willing to do
1: it, but others that aren't, they don't have a choice. They still have to. So let's say at age 67, which is becoming the standard retirement age these days, let's say you're forced to retire, right, whatever that means. You're forced to quit your current job. What would you guys do? Mike, that's only a few years away for you. So yeah, thanks, why don't you kick thanks, it off? Yeah, <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, just in case you forgot, you are getting old, you know? Yeah, I know.
0: So so if I'm in a job, like I'm an airline pilot and, and I'm, I'm forced to retire at 65, that sort of thing?
1: Right, but I'm asking you, specifically you, if you had to quit uh, at age 65 or 67. You guys you, trying to tell me something? Hey, you know what, you can read between the <laughs> <your lines.
0: laughs> Um Yeah. So let's say, yeah, let's say it's sixty-seven, right? Um, So personally, that's five years. Five years for me, yeah. Five years. Okay. I mean, I would personally, I would love to have some sort of a lifestyle business, right? I would like to do. uh, You know, I used to think I'd want to do like a bike shop. I'd like to do. I would love to live somewhere where um, tourism is is a, you know, is, is a primary thing and and have a little pub or a, a little uh, bed and breakfast. I would like to do something like that or that kept me engaged with people and kept me sort of physically active. I actually get a lot of satisfaction out of sort of physical things, you know, and that's lacking in this job, right? I mean, as Tina was saying, you sort of spend a lot of time sitting behind a desk and reading and but I do get a sense of satisfaction out of doing something physical. So I'd want to do some sort of a lifestyle business, I think. But to your point earlier, right, I want to have enough money so that I don't have to do that for a living. I want to do it and, and I'd love to, for it to be successful. And I would probably be, you know, be focused on it, being profitable, whatever it is, just because it's the way my mind works. But I would think some sort of a, a lifestyle business that includes something physical. Kind of a vague answer, but.
1: How about you, Tino? Yeah.
0: So two things come to mind. First, I would love to do some type of angel investing,
2: something where it's, you know, you kind of just put some your capital work, keep your brain engaged, but really be out there and enjoying life and Traveling the world. You know, before kids, I was on a plane uh, a couple of times a week, uh, traveling internationally for quite a bit. I loved doing it. Let to get back to that. But realistically, though, I would love to be a writer for The Onion.
1: A writer for The It's That's very specific.
2: Yeah. Right. That would be great. Yeah. Or like a dream job, like be able to write for some sarcastic newsletter where I would have a hall pass to say whatever I could and not get you know shredded for it or canceled. <laughs> so that would be a lot of
1: fun. So what I'm hearing is that uh, your weekly writing for us is highly censored it goes through a couple iterations yes and, and my uh, my wife is
2: very good at uh pointing out where i start to get a, get a little ahead of my skis she 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 reels me back in so
1: a lifestyle business and a, and a writer for an, and an author
2: Remy, what's your deal
1: i would definitely travel a lot i i really enjoy traveling and i enjoy longer term travel i'd like to be able to go places for three four months at a clip that's not to say that that's what i would permanently do but i would like to have the freedom to do that when i want to but I think sort of similar to you, Mike, if I had to choose something today, I would probably open a garage. One one side would be restoring classic and vintage motorcycles. And I think the other side I'd like to turn into a coffee shop. I don't drink coffee, but I like the atmosphere. I like the personal aspect aspect of it. I like I like having people come in and hang out and, you know, sort of become regulars and do their work there. And I think it would be sort of a cool combination. I've also always had a dream of starting a animal shelter and and hospice uh it's a philanthropic goal of mine but again i'd have to have enough money that you don't have to be supported by it correct because i'm more than certain that's not supporting any type of lifestyle i'd love to hear what some of our listeners are doing or what they're planning to do right if anyone out there has some interesting retirement plans something they're thinking about or maybe something they want to talk about shoot us an email at comments at onmarkets.com maybe we can talk about some of the more interesting plans on on next week's episode (laughs) Podcast is created and presented by Darwin Asset Management LLC and Darwin Advisors LLC, collectively referred to as Darwin. Darwin does not make any representation or warranties, and therefore takes no responsibility as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information contained in this podcast. Any tax or legal information contained in this podcast is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The information presented does not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any investment or strategy Will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Information presented is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the securities mentioned herein.